Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 3rd of April and as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's kick things off as always with the scores on the doors and the Dow Jones closing up. 415 points, 1.26%, 33,274. It had a low of positive 43 and a high of positive 432. So only 17 odd points below its high for the day. The NASDAQ at 1.74%, 208 points, 1,000, oh sorry, 12,222. Four little ducks and the S&P 500 cloak up 55 points or 1.36% in the middle for diddle as always up 55 points 4106 the VIX volatility index uh, back to really normal conditions down 1.7% crisis what crisis as Supertrend would say 18.7 now for the VIX looking at the ASX futures on Saturday morning closing up 45 points or 0.6 of a percent we had a big day on Friday up 56 points, another 45 points today, really chugling away and putting on those points as we head into the Easter break. Looking at US stocks overseas, uh, we had Apple up 1.6%, Meta up 2%, Google up 2.8%, Microsoft 1.5%, Amazon up 1.3%, Tesla up 6.2%, Netflix up 2.1%, the banks also better in the US, JP Morgan up one2 Citigroup up 1.8, Goldman up 1.9, Bank of America 1.1, Wells Fargo nothing and Block pretty much nothing either. Exxon Mobil was up 0.2 and General Motors up 1.9%. So a pretty positive session in the US. In terms of bond yields, the US 10-year fell 7.8 basis points on the yield to 3.473. The two years, 4.038%. Aussie 10s, 3.24%. And we did see Bitcoin up again, 28,395, up around 0.9 of a percent. The US dollar against the Aussie, we were a little bit weaker, 66.85. And the US dollar index a little bit stronger, up 0.35% there. The big news, of course, on Friday night was the one we've all been waiting for, which was that core personal consumption expenditure index, the core PCE index as it is known this excludes energy and food costs so the stuff that is important Uh, that rose 0.3 of a percent in february which was less than the 0.4 percent expected by economists so that's pretty good news for the month and we did close out the month in the u.s as we did here the s&p 500 and nasdaq have gained s&p 500 up 3.5 percent nasdaq up 6.7 and the Dow up 1.9% for the month. For the quarter, the S&P was up 7%. The NASDAQ is up nearly 17%. And the Dow only up 04 So that's a big disappointment for those in the Dow, which is just 30 stocks. The NASDAQ being the big winner as we have seen bond yields fall on the back of perceptions that maybe 
the Fed is coming to the end of its raising because of the banking crisis. That's really helped those Nasdaq stocks. In terms of other news out on Friday, well, over the weekend anyway, we did see OPEC announce a surprise oil production cut of more than 1 million barrels a day, which has meant they've abandoned the previous assurances that it would hold supply steady. So that is probably not good for inflation as uh, that will push the oil price up. Looking at commodities, we did have Brent crude pricing up 0.63%. WTI up $1.36 or 1.8%. 75.63. Gold uh, was down slightly, down 0.6, Platinum up 0.8. Silver up 0.8. We had copper pretty much unchanged. Nickel up 2.6%, but it has been bouncing about all over the place. Aluminium up 1.3, zinc down 0.2, lead down 1.1, and ton down 0.25. Iron ore pretty much unchanged there. Uh, we had Dalian iron ore futures up 0.2%. Coal slightly better as well. Looking overseas to our mining stocks, BHP was up 0.8%, Rio up 0.7%, Freeport McMoran up 1.8%, Alcoa up 1.9%, Tech up 2.2, Anglo down 0.4, Glencore down 0.4, Vale down 1% and Arbemile down 0.6 of a percent. In European banks, uh, we had UBS up 1.4% and Deutsche up 0.7, with European markets generally pretty firm across the board, up around 0.5 to uh, 0.8 of a percent. In Europe, FTSE a bit of a laggard only up 0.15% there. All right, looking at some local news today, chatter in the AFR that uh, $1.75 to $1.80 from Potencia could be enough to get the board over the line and those regulatory approvals ticked off for a takeover of Tyro payments. Also news today that BHP, apparently there is a change of control clause within the offtake agreement with Mincor, which is going to make Wailu's bid at $1.40, just a little bit uh, more complicated if, of course, it does continue with that after Mincor uh, pulled the guidance last week on the back of BHP uh, not taking as much of their offtake as it had quality control issues. So that one's going to be quite interesting. Uh, some broker moves today. ALS, ALQ being the stock code there, has been initiated with a buy with the $14.60 price target, 18% upside there. That's from Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs also has seven group holdings initiated as a buy with a $27.90 target, which is, gives it a 21% upside. EDI Downer initiated neutral with a $3.90 target, 14% upside. And Monodelphus Group initiated as a sell with a price target of $11.40 with a 9% downside. Those are all from Goldman Sachs. And uh, in the news over the weekend, plenty of chatter about BWX. And uh, it does report in the papers this morning. Sources close to the company have told the AFR that Commonwealth Bank of Australia has clearly indicated to BWS management that it is not going to give the company a desired fifth extension to May, which would be the fourth relaxation of its deal. Uh, so it does need to reach a deal with somebody. Slater and Gordon's hedge fund owners have signed on to the 55 cent Allegro offer there. That's currently trading at 54 and a half. So nothing in that one. 
Borel has initiated a neutral at Goldman Sachs. Core Lithium upgraded to neutral from underweight at JP Morgan. Breville Group upgraded to neutral from underweight at Jardins. Eluca Resources initiated overweight at Baron Joey. And the SEC has charged three Austal executives with fraud, according to the Australian Fin Review. In news from New Zealand, Fonterra has revised its FY23 forecast milk price, downgraded its forecast farm gate milk price for the 22-23 season, reflecting short-term demand for products being softer than anticipated. Bit of crypto chatter this morning, and Bitcoin has pushed up 72% in the March quarter. Something to think about. And of course, this week is the big week for the RBA. Uh, They will be deciding 2.30 tomorrow afternoon. Uh, And then he will be giving a press club speech on Wednesday at noon. So that is going to be interesting. And we also get to see the financial stability review coming out at 11.30 on Wednesday. And we do have the RBNZ reviewing its policy on Wednesday as well. So there's a big week on the economic front leading into Easter. It is a four-day week, of course. So uh, I don't think anyone's going to be too brave today. We'll see a nice push higher, uh, but then we'll probably sit there and look at each other and wonder what the hell's going on. But we will be waiting tomorrow, of course, for the RBA. And question of the day today, should the RBA go 25 basis points or should it pause and reflect? It's always good to have a period of reflection. Should the RBA pause and reflect or should it just go another 25 basis points? and get it over and done with. But anyway, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and as always, may the trading gods be with you.